Hello, good evening sports fans out there, especially you wise owls. Hello, welcome to episode number six in the same week as episode number five. We are here with a transfer deadline day special. Hello, welcome. Wednesday have been very busy, so that's why I thought, you know what, let's just do one because there's a lot of incomings today Um some, uh, some I would say very good. I, actually, probably all three I'd say very good. So, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. So I thought, you know what, might as well make a podcast on it. So, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Wise Al podcast. I'm your host, as always, Harry Edwards. Hello. So, um, we've had a few new e- incomings today. I've been keeping up to date with Twitter while I've uh, while I've been at work, and. Um, First signing we made uh, this afternoon was Massimo Luongo. So, uh, but I've uh, I've been calling him Massivo because he's come to the massive. He's come to the massive to be a top quality central midfielder, which I think we needed. You know, we had the three midfield as we've kind of always had for the last uh, three. Four years, you know, that you're Kieran Lee, you're Barry Bannon, and you're Sam Hutchinson. If you ever had three midfield, you'd have them. If you had two, it would kind of Bannon and Lee until you know, uh, the injury, the big injury with Kieran Lee. And we only kind of really had Pelly Pessy as uh, a backup. And I think Pelly Pessy is a bit limited. I think everyone would probably agree on that. He's he's got that that type of player as Sam Hutchinson, and he's very passionate, which is really good. He's not as out there as as what Hutchinson is. You know, we I think everyone would definitely rather have uh, Hutchinson over him because he just um you know his his stats don't lie, and 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 Pelipesi is a bit of a player who's who's limited in his play doesn't really get the ball forward as much as what Sammy does. Um so I think as well we were one uh in you know, if Kieran Lee was injured again and Sam Hutchinson's quite injury prone as well, you know, we've only got really Bannon in Pelipesi, which I, I don't think is is good enough and, and then we'd have to look to the to the younger players. But signing Luongo, uh the highest Tackles made last season, also the highest fouls. Fantastic box to box midfielder. Had a had a mint game as well. The last game of the season against Wednesday in QPR, I think he scored as well. Actually, I believe he might have scored, but I think he was. A, I think he's probably the best signing in my opinion, because we signed him on a free uh, or possibly cheap. I'm not sure what's happened there. Rumours going around that we signed him on a free. Domhausen did tweet earlier that we signed him for just under a million. Um, either way, I think it's a top quality deal. He's a permanent signing as well. So I think he'll he'll fit in quite well the team with the team. He seems like a bit of a leader as well. So hopefully he might play a bit of a role in the Barnsley game against the uh against the Derby um side uh in in the dingles so i'd love to i'd love to see him on saturday another player that i'd love to see on saturday is the mighty murphy jacob murphy 
who last season looked um, a real starlet. I think, you know, with uh, Newcastle, I think he wasn't in the in Bruce's plans. Um, so, you know, maybe he did it as a bit of a favour to us, but uh, maybe point maybe Brucey pointed Murphy in the right way towards Wednesday. But he looked really good at West Brom and Norwich. Looked a real talent, to be fair. Can really curl the ball. Hopefully, he'll push on this season as well. Got that pace to be on the other side of the wing, getting that that extra pace in, and not just having to rely on uh, Harris just for pace up front. So, um, I think that's that's a real top quality signing as well. We have signed him on loan on a one year loan, so, um, you know. He looked really good last season, so I don't think we could probably buy him because I think he'd go for quite a bit, but, you know, you never know. If we go up, we might be able to uh, buy him permanently if he has a good uh, good time with us. And uh, finally, the last signing that we've made is David Bates, the Scottish Ramos, the Ginger Ramos, however you want to call it. Looks a bit like Tintin in blue and white. He's, uh, he's from Hamburg in Germany. Which is a bit weird. Don't you think that's weird with a Scot, a Scot in Germany? It's just, I don't get it. But yeah, he's uh, probably a bit of a backup. I think we've, I think we signed him mainly because of the Hector deal falling through. Um, I was going to come on to that in a minute, but uh, you know we've got Tom Lees, who's who's our captain, so he's obviously going to play. Um, Bourne has come in and, and looked really good. He's uh, a good German centre back Borner. Very very similar to Tom Lee's what what I've seen of him so far. You know, he's not had loads of games, but I think he'll push on. So if we did bring Hector in, Lee's or Borner would have to be dropped and it would probably be Borner because Lee's is our captain. I think David Bates is a bit of a, a substitute, someone who could come on. I can see probably from Bates coming in that he see uh, the Bullen sees um Tom Lees and Borner as his top two centre backs and then Van Aken and Fornley as substitutes. Fornley is obviously injured at the moment from what it seems like. Van Aken He's back, but I don't think a lot of people have much faith in him. I think he'll only get better than Aiken, but I think it was a good move to get another centre-back in. I think it would be quite, you know, if, if worse came to worse and Lees and, and um, Borner were injured, relying on Thornley and Van Aiken at the back is like the Dross days. So, you know... I think you need a bit of stability at the back, just having that faith. And I think Wednesday did want Hector in that role, but with the with Chelsea holding out for five million pounds, I think it was we were wanting to pay three or four. I think it was a it was a bit of a a last ditch loan signing just to get it over the line. I think. From what I've heard, I think that David Bates seems like he could be a very good centre back in in uh, in uh, in the future, but yeah, I feel sorry for Hector because you could see by his Instagram he was up and around here, 
Uh, it looked like he were at Hillsborough Park earlier as well. So he might have been at the club trying to get the deal through. It hasn't come off as of yet. It's only uh, 20 to 8 at the moment. There's still possibly time. You never know what's going on behind the doors, but it looks like it is off. But people said that about Rhodes when Rhodes in the summer trans- in the uh, winter transfer uh, window a couple of years ago. Uh, everyone thought that wasn't going to happen. Then it was, and then it wasn't. And it ended up not actually coming through until the day after. So... There could still be time, things could have been finalised, but with Bates coming in, it's kind of like showing that we lost Hector. Maybe Hector, from now, I, d- I don't know what he's going to do, whether he would be willing to risk and and leave his contract as a free agent for us to take him on. Would he do that? Um, or... Is it possible that we could get him on loan? I don't think, think since he's in the last year of his contract, I don't think that's possible. I don't think you're able to do that. Maybe sign, maybe you could sign him on a six-month contract and then sign him in the uh, summer, oh, sorry, in the winter transfer window. I'm not sure. There's still time. Obviously, the, the transfer window has closed, but there is still time to, to maybe find a, a way around it. I know Chancellor Ives very good at finding his way around things. And then um, also while we're on the subject of Chancellor Ives, I think he's done fantastic. In the whole transfer window to say we were in an embargo for most of it, to say we've lost Brucey, but to bring in Borna as a free, Harris as a free, Bates and Murphy alone, two top quality loanies, Luongo on a free or or if not very, very cheap, and then selling Zhao for five to seven million pounds that's a lot of profit and also maybe the compensation that we got from Brucey that's a real good turnaround a turnover we've made in this transfer window and we brought in some top quality signings as well and and got rid of some of the wages that we have done I think we've been very sensible is probably the word that springs to mind at the moment very sensible but also intelligent in the players that we signed. We've we needed wingers, so we bought two. We've got two wingers. We needed another midfielder, so we got that. We needed centre backs. We've got them. Maybe we could have maybe done with a left back. I would maybe say we've also all wanted Hector back because of his um his um performances in last season, but. Would you value him at five million pounds with one year left on his contract when? Chelsea sold David Luiz for eight million. I'm not sure. You know, maybe Hector might think to to push on at Chelsea for the last year, see if he can maybe get into the first team. Doubt it very much. Maybe bench or, you know, maybe a few cup games just to give him a run out. But I feel a bit. I feel very sorry for him actually. You know, I I think he was set on Wednesday. He he obviously loves the club, uh, and loves the players and the fans. So. It is disappointing. I would have loved him. I think he would have given that extra boost for everyone. You know, even if we may have overpaid for him, I think it would have given a real boost saying, yes, get in, Hector's back. Let's fucking carry on and let's go for it now. We've got a rate team. That would have spurred everyone on. You know, he was the the, the best player last season. So to, to have him back would really perk everyone up even further and real 
really boost the squad, but it is what it is. It wasn't meant to be at this time. But as I say, Chancellor is very good at you know getting around things. Maybe Hector might help his way. Could maybe have to wait six months and sign him in the winter transfer window. Don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, overall, there was a bit of a poll on Twitter. I saw. I'm not sure who actually shared it, but it was it was a poll on what you would rate this transfer window out of ten. Um, and I'd give it. I'd give it an eight out of ten. Really, uh, an eight out of ten because the play all the players that we signed seem to be very, very good signings. Real players that we needed. Probably the two points that I knock it off for is probably one point because I think we maybe have could have done with one more player, maybe a left back, maybe getting in a, a younger striker to I'm not sure we are a bit overloaded at striker, but yeah, maybe just that one extra person, um just to boost us a little bit more. Maybe another winger, you know what I mean? Just to have that extra winger, but could that have been a, another issue overloading the team? I'm not sure. But yeah, in my opinion, I would probably say one more person. And also, probably a point off for Hector as well, because I would have loved to have seen Hector back. I think even if he wouldn't have been the most intelligent signing, because, you know, with Bates, I think we're quite solid at cent- in the... Uh, central uh, defence now I think it would have just really boosted the squad even more and really pushed us on but as I say 8 out of 10 I think it's very good I think it's been our best transfer window since Chancellor come in you know even with all the signs that, that Carlos made a few years ago um, I think he's I think this is the most intelligent one this is the best one in my opinion you know uh, so, but obviously we we did do very well with Carlos at the time. So, I'm not saying that was a bad one, but yeah, this uh, I've got a good feeling now. I've got a really good feeling, and hopefully we can show the good vibe on Saturday by winning ten nil or something like that, just to thrash the Dingles as they deserve to be thrashed. But yeah, another guy who um. You know, I've had a bit of an up and down transfer window. Is Jordan Rhodes? You know, he's everyone thought he were leaving to go to Norwich, and then it was off, and then it was on again, then it were off, and then it was on, and I think now I, it's probably off. I think Norwich said that they they they've done in their transfer window, which is fair enough. I think Rhodes would have probably not even got in the squad for. For Norwich, I think I think Premier League's a bit too far a step for Rhodes. You know, he's a bit too small and a bit too slow for the Premier League. I think you need to be quicker. You know, might have scored a few. You know, just by being that, um, just the right guy in the right place at the right time. So a bit similar. I think he'll um he would have a bit of a similar season to what um Billy Sharp might have. Billy Sharp's a little bit quicker, but. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, Billy Sharp is Billy Sharp, isn't he? But yeah, I I feel a little bit sorry for Rose because I, I I don't know if he'll get the chance that he'll he'll need because I think you know Bully believes in Fletcher and we have believed in Fletcher for some time and he has played all right. Um, and then you've obviously got Winnell, Newham, and Rhodes. He looks like he's gonna have Winnell as the backup striker, but you never know if Winnell gets injured again. 
could Rose come in and, and perform? If Rhodes, if we get Rhodes firing again, then the, there's no stopping him, really. Uh, there were a few rumours, a few people saw him apparently um, speaking to one of the Leeds board of directors, but I haven't really heard anything about that. I don't know whether that was actually him or not, so I'm not sure, but it looks like it's all gone a bit quiet now. Um, but I'd love, I'd love for us to give Rhodes a bit of a chance. Maybe in the first couple of games, I think you need to win, but... You know, I don't think it'd be a harm trying Rhodes, but again, win or win or deserves a chance. Would you want to play New You? Maybe play New You up front with Rhodes because the thing what we were doing last season, he's treating Rhodes as a as a target man when he wasn't. He wasn't really a target man. He wasn't that guy. He was the poacher. So maybe even a Fletcher next to him would improve him. Um, so. There was a few also, uh, also sorry, a few rumours about uh, Adam Reach leaving, but I think that was maybe just because uh, a couple of wingers were coming in and maybe he's a bit threatened by his place. But I think that just gives him a gives it a bit more um, pressure to good pressure to to push on further and have a better season than he did than he has in the last two. You know, I think Reach is a top quality player, a little bit on the slow side, but. With the right players on the pitch who can do the running, you know, he might prosper from that. Um, but yeah, there was rumours going around that QPR had, had a bid accepted for £5 million, which is just ludicrous. Um, it was just bullshit, obviously. But, you know, there's no smoke without fire, is there? So that's why I just thought I'd mention that. I've um, also, changing subject, uh, I have also done the uh, ACA for the away ACA for this Saturday. Um, as I said in my previous podcast, I put a 1 0 win for Wednesday against Barnsley. A lot of people might disagree with that, but I believe that, you know, with a derby, you can never really tell what's going to happen. You know, with Rotherham, we always never play really well. The United game against Sheffield United, they're always very close, except the odd one or two where it's just like, just like a massive banging of explosion and excitement. Same with Leeds. Leeds is normally a one all draw. Um, you know, I think we'll win, but I think it'll be a close one. I think Barnsley looked like they played very well against Fulham the other day, and but we also play well, so I think we'll just about do it. So yeah, I put put a bet on us to win one nil on Saturday. Um, be good to get a clean sheet though. That'd be good. Uh, I've also put a bet. On the accumulator for this weekend, away accumulator. So I've gone for Doncaster to beat Rochdale, Salford City to beat Crawley Town, Huddersfield Town to beat QPR, and Wigan to beat Preston. I put five pounds on that, so that'll get me two hundred twenty-eight pounds seventy-four back, which I think is pretty decent. But it'll probably not come in because none of my bets come in. If you ever want to win a bet, do the complete opposite of what I do, because I don't win anything but hopefully maybe next week maybe the week after i might get you guys to pick my uh bet for the week and i might do a little bit better because some of you guys some of you guys out there i do have some very good tactics and ideas about what's going on so that'd be good so finally 
Uh, I'd like to finish off with my top five summer signings of this transfer window. Yes, here we are. The top five summer signings. Here we go. So, my top five, I'm probably going to go mainly towards the top five leagues, obviously, because of the drastic changes. You know, in the lower leagues, there's not many changes which are that good. But um, my top five summer signings altogether. Number one, not in any order this, but number one, I would go with... I've got to put a Wednesday player in there because I just love Wednesday. So I'm going to go with, obviously, Kadeem Raheem Harris. I think that, personally, he just opens a whole nother level to our squad. Even if he might not have the best season, I think on a free, you can't really go wrong. I think he'll be a real fan favourite towards the end. And if he keeps fit, you never know how many he'll score. He just opens that that different aspect of the club, uh, of the team, sorry. Um, and he, obviously, you can see from the the performances in the preseason and also the performance on against Reading, he just looks a, a class class act, doesn't he? Uh, he's just something different. He's a real winger. What Wednesday has been crying out for for ages since Carlos really just that pacey winger player um so yeah everyone knows about Harris everyone can appreciate that as a signing I know it's probably not the most interesting signing of the summer but for Wednesday fans it, it is so I'm going to put Harris on there uh the next signing happened today actually is um Romelu Lukaku. Obviously, he's had a, a bit of a tough time at Manchester United. He's gone now to Inter Milan for around about £75 million, it looks like. I think Manchester United's done the right thing because they they chose Marcus Rashford in front of him. Lukaku's obviously not had the best time, as I've said, but... He's he's got it in him, you know. West Brom, when he at West Brom, especially Everton, and in the probably the first season of Man United, he's he was quality. He had absolutely everything. When he's played for Belgium, he's been top draw, and I think he looks like he gets on well with Antonio Conte. So, in a different league, in a new environment, I think he'll just get back to his old ways and and just be a real class act. I, I think. On his day, Lukaku is probably one of the best strikers there is in the world. You know, it was between him and Kane for who were the best in, in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. You know, he just had a bit of a poor season last season, but so did a lot of Man United players. You know, Pogba got a lot of stick and David De Gea had a bad season. So, but with strikers, they're, they're rated on goals. So, it, obviously, it was his time to move on because he had a bit of a falling out from what it seems like. And, you know... I think it's it's just obvious he should have gone and they were a bit of umming and ahhing whether he would have gone in time but if he would have kept in maybe his, his, uh, the amount for him would have gone down but yeah so that is another one of my uh, top five summer signings I would go for Romelu Lukaku even though it was a lot of money um, 
My third choice for the best summer signing also happened today is uh Kieran Kieran Tierney Tierney Kieran Tierney. I don't know how you pronounce that. But the right back for so left left back. But he can play both, I think, I believe. But I I think he's probably more of a left back actually than a right back. But Kieran Tierney from Celtic has joined Arsenal for twenty five million pounds. I think that's a bit of a, a steal to be fair for him. You know, I don't think he would have gone for a lot because of, you know, what league he's been playing in. He's a young lad, looks like a real top quality player. He did it you know, a lot of people look good in in good teams, you know, a bit like a Gary Hooper. He you know, when he were at, at Celtic, Neil Lennon said he valued him at thirty five million quid and he even got an England call up because of it, because he was just like thrashing him in at that level, but went to Norwich in the championship and didn't really do a lot. So there's a big difference, but I believe that he is one of the players who who will prosper from joining a big club like Arsenal. And um I think it's somewhat what Arsenal needed to to build at the back and and really strengthen their their defence. It's a weak point of theirs. Their strike force is an absolute weapon. So uh, I I think it's I think it's up there, uh, get getting uh, getting Tierney in. He's got an attacking mind as well, so I think he'll really prosper. So yeah, that's number three in my top five summer signings. My uh, fourth choice is also an Arsenal player. It's um, Nicolas Pepe. Pepe. Got him for seventy two million pounds. I know it's ridiculous. It's mad how hard they get him, but again, with if he gets all the players firing like Lacazette and Aubameyang and uh, Pepe is is the quality that he was in the French league last year, um, as well as Ozil, if he started playing well. They'd have an absolutely lethal up front. They'll still probably finish fourth, but. I think uh, that Pepe is another great addition to the squad. I'd love to see him in the Premier League. He's got that pace about him. He's he scored a lot of goals last season, and he's only a winger. So I think he just adds to that strike force. And I think with Aubameyang and and Lacazette and all the the quality they have in midfield as well, uh, like Terea and Ozil when he wants to be. I think he'll he'll uh, he'll just get better and better, Pepe, and he's I think he's only twenty three, twenty four, so I think they made a real, real steal there. Um so yeah, that is that is my fourth summer signing. My fifth summer signing, uh the the last one that I would say, um I'd pro I'd probably go him because of the quality that he is. Um is obviously um Eden Hazard. I probably he's in Hazard. I, just a slight mention, actually, before I delve into Hazard a bit further. His brother, Borgen Hazard, um, has been signed up by Brush Dortmund for like twenty five million quid, and he's a he's a good player and all, a real top player. Uh, they've got Borussia Dortmund have made some top quality signings this summer for a very low price for the players that they are. But his brother does get on my list just because of the player who he is. I mean. On his day, probably one of the best wingers in the world. You know, these you you put him in the category 
of the Neymars and the Mbappes and the Ronaldos sometimes, you know, on his day, probably that inconsistency just stop him from getting to that extra height. But I think at Real, he'll really, really push on because on the smaller teams, or on the the worst teams, because there's such a massive gap in quality in La Liga, I think against small teams, he'll just pick them off and the bigger teams hopefully he does perform against. He's not a player to shy away in the big games. So I think he'll be top draw in La Liga. He'll really feel at home in that league because he's not the strongest, uh, but he's quick, he's agile, and that's what La Liga is all about. And and with the Premier League, you know, even your lower down teams, even the teams that are struggling, will always give it a go or, or be very hard to break down because of the way that the English football's played. But in La Liga, it's different. And there's such a big gap between, you know, your Barca's, your Rails, your Atletico Madrid's, compared to your lower teams, like your Gironas and Granadas and et cetera, et cetera. But I think Hazard will really push on. He has put a bit of weight on, from what I've seen, about seven kilo. But, you know, with the training that they do, he'll burn that off like that. Like that. So... I don't think that's anything to worry about. But yeah, they are my top five summer signings at the moment. So I'll uh, go through them again. So Kadeem Harris, um, Romelu Lukaku, Kieran Turney, Nicholas Pepe and Eden Hazard. So yeah, I think we've made some good signings Wednesday. I think we we can push on from that. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough season. But, you know, now... It's all down to business. It really is down to business now until the winter transfer. It's just about what's the business that's uh, that's happening on the pitch. So, yes, the first home game in two days, less than 48 hours, actually. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Hopefully, I'll see you all down there. Hopefully, we get a really good turnout for it. I think we will because of the, the type of game it is and... It's uh, against the bloody Dingles, but I think we'll win 1-0. I think a few of you might think we might even win even more. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. I have uh, I did ask the question on Twitter as well where we should go before the game. A lot of people mentioned the uh, the Wednesday tap, obviously. Um, but a lot of people also mentioned uh, the new Barrack Tavern. Uh, I I have been there before. Uh, not for a Wednesday game though. So you know, I I, I haven't really done a lot of Wednesday games where I've got there beforehand. You know, I just kind of get there, turn up, have a couple of pints in in the Wednesday tap or at the actual ground and watch the game and piss off really. But you know, this season I want to be all for it. I want to get every. I want to get into it, and you know, the new bar at Tavern looks a really nice place. Shout out to the new bar at Tavern because they tweeted me earlier as well. So shout out to them, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll I'll, I'll see uh, you all down there if or maybe at the Wednesday tap as well a bit later on. Hopefully, I'm not bladdered before the start of the game, but you know we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we come out at about five o'clock with a win. Hopefully, a one nil win, so I win a bit of money as well, and um, yeah then push on to the next game also just to just to say uh anybody who's not heard i think most people have heard but the uh, the tuesday cup game against bury has been suspended it's not off yet 
from what I hear, it looks like uh, Bury have until the 23rd of August to prove that they can pay their debts off, really. Um, unless they're, they are um, er, er, erased, evacuated from the... I don't know what the word is. You know what I mean. To get they're basically getting rid of them from the football league, and you know I don't know if that's gonna be the same for Bolton. I think Bolton might have a bit more of a chance because they have played some games, but for Bury it looks very very unlikely. I feel really really sorry for the Bury fans. Um, if you know, if Wednesday were in the Premier League and a top rolling Premier League who didn't have any money problems of their own. You know, I really start pushing for, especially, us to to help them, and I, I think teams like Manchester United and Chelsea and City should all really club together, to to pay off the debt. You know, it's it's football at the end of the day, and I'd hate it for uh, to happen to Wednesday. And you know, Bury isn't the biggest club, you know, especially against Wednesday. They're, they're nowhere near, but. It's football and, and nobody likes to lose the club and people's been following Bury for a long time and, and they did really well, you know, we're we're Ryan Lowe, Wednesday legend. Um so it is a sad time and it's sad that, you know, teams can't help and the the EFA the EFL can't help and the FA aren't helping. So it's a bit of a dire time for Bury and I've my condolences to their fans because uh, it is upsetting to hear and because you don't want it to happen to your club. You know, we've seen what's happened before. You know, it's happened with uh, Wimbledon, you know, all those years ago. It happened almost with Portsmouth. You saw it with Rangers at one point and, you know, with other teams like uh, Hereford, Dagenham Redbridge, uh, sorry, not Dagenham Redbridge, um, Darlington, you know, Rushton and Diamonds, not even a team anymore. So it is tough, but anyway, it is what it is. I'm afraid. I'd love to. I'd love to help, but you know, there you go. But we've got to focus on the positive. It's all about positivity. We've got to be positive about Barnsley on Saturday. So I'll see you there. I'll try and get to speak to some of you guys. I can't wait for it. Absolutely buzzing. I promise I won't say buzzing too many more times because it's at the end of the podcast. But, yeah, I will probably do another podcast uh, next week at some point. Episode number seven, I believe it'll be. So, yeah, thank you for listening. I'm Harry Edwards, your wise owl, and I am out of here.